Welcome, everybody. We are now, Be'ezet uh, Hashem, going to be doing today's Ovet Olah slash Haramanon Daf Yomi Chat. No talking, that's bad. Yes, don't talk. You can't play with the phone, Yaakov. This phone is holding the whole car. This phone here? Go play with the other phone, okay? Ovet Olah Daf Yomi Chat. Today's Daf is Daf Mem Tet Amut. Mem Tet. We'll be starting from Mem Chet Amur Bet on the bottom, Tanu Rabbanan. It's about eight lines in the bottom. Says the Gemara, Tanu Rabbanan, a sporet shel pirakim, a pair of scissors that can break apart. I will show you on the screen. You'll take a look at it. Do it. See the pictures. Here we have the scissors together and the scissors that's apart. Or Another case, Ismail. An Ismail is a razor. It seems like the razors that was used, Ismail shall rehitni. The, the, a rehitni is a certain type of trade. And these guys used to use a razor that the razor had a base to it. It wasn't just a, a, an empty blade. It was a, a base. You know, sometimes you go to the barber and he's got a flip open uh, razor blade. So this, these guys, that wasn't a flip bone, it was a base of wood for a blade. And the two things are connected. So you have either a scissors where your two sides of the scissors, two blades are connected, or you have a rihatni, ismos rihatni, which is a similar idea. It's a base with a blade. A handle, a handle, a handle with a blade. Thank you, a handle with a blade. So the Gemara is telling you, Let me explain what these terms mean. means, let's say, one of the blades, one of the blades is in an oil amet. Or one of the blades, um, the other one is automatically tamet. You can't say, well, I will just, deal with one, only one Tameh, the other one's still Tahor. I'll use the other one for my Truma. No. Both of them are Tameh. If you do one, the other one. Whether, either either instance. Alternatively, Le'en Chibur But Regarding needing sprinkling, if they got Tameh, the only one that needs sprinkling with the ashes of the Parah Adwa is the one that got Tameh but the one that was out doesn't need it. Practic Gemara, the Gemara asks, Manavshach, make up your mind. If they're connected, even regarding sprinkling, they should be connected and they should need both sprinkling. And if they're not chibur, even regarding Tuma, the one that's not in should not be Tameh. Amar Rava, Rava explains, Dibar Torah from the Bible, Bishat Milacha Chibur Ben the Tuma Ben Lazah. While you're using it, they're considered connected for both things. Shilo Bishat Milacha, while you're not using it, and Chibur, it's not connected, Lola Tuma, with Lola Azah. You're right. From the Torah, the Meman of Shach works. 
they're either both tameh for both, or both tahor for both. So what happened after that? Rabbi, question. Yes. You have a scissor that breaks in half. The scissor is breakable. Breakable. It's not not broken. It's now Uh, together, but it comes apart. Uh Or I have the Ismael Shirihitni. It's not broken, but it comes apart. So when it got to when it got tameh on it, it was connected to each other. Correct, correct. So, so do we look at it as two? So since it's detachable, is it two separate items? It is. It is. I mean, that's well, why does it, it, it doesn't is, transfer. It depends. If it got tameh while you're using it, then it's two separate items. No, I'm sorry. Then it's not two separate. Items. Then it's one item, and then they would minatura both be tameh. If it got tameh while you weren't using it, which was the case we were talking about, then really they're both the one that's not in is not is not tameh at all. Okay, the rabbanan al The rabbi said, if we tell you that it's not tameh, and we let you stick with this rule that if you weren't using the scissors, then it's okay. We're afraid that somebody, well. Somebody's gonna want Freddie Rudy, get one of his things done there, and not dip the and not do the other one, or still use it the truma, and they're gonna say, "Oh, look, a detachable thing. Only one gets done there." And for him, it'll happen to him while he's using the scissors, and he'll really the both done there, and it'll end up messing up his, his truma. So, because the rabbis didn't worry about such an eventuality, what do the rabbis do? The rabbis make a gizirah. Anyone who gets tamer at any time, they're both tamer, even if you weren't using it. Now, top of mentet. Top of mentet, I'm enough. So, what about the sprinkling? Why doesn't need this? Why doesn't it need the sprinkling of the paraduma? It should need the paraduma sprinkling, says the Gemara. No. The sprinkling is different. Right? What does that mean? Uh, the reason why the rabbis don't make the sprinkling, they don't want you to think that she that you're going to end up sprinkling blood, sprinkling the ashes of the paraduma even on something that's not, which means I guess the rabbis are worried that if we let, if we tell you to sprinkle on it, even you'll forget that it's the, that's there, that's the rabbis. And you'll go and you'll take any, for, give me an example. Let's say the guy was not using the scissors. And it one got tameh. And you use the other one to cut your tinuma apple. Or something of the sort. Right? Now, midoraita, it's really tahor. The rabbi is made tumah de rabbanan. Now, that tumah de rabbanan does not allow you to burn the tinuma. Because burning tinuma is an isur. Right, so therefore, since the rabbis don't let you, don't want you to do that, so therefore they tell you the following. They say, just make one, and then the other one make make one 
Tameh, but Tameh without a sprinkling. This way, if you don't sprinkle it, everyone will remember that it doesn't eat. Give me one second, guys. I have to stop for one second. There's a question over here. Hold on. Let me just pause it. There we go. Okay, Rabotai. Ibayaluhu. Let me ask you a question. The Mishnah had said that there are certain types of item that you're not allowed to be matmine. You're not allowed to um, bury your pot, your mechshi pot, in these things if they are wet. Because when they're wet, they increase the heat. But had these things been dry, then it would be okay to put it in. That's what the Mishnah says. Says the Gemara, I'll ask you a question. When we said that when they're wet, they're forbidden, does that mean that they're wet by themselves? Or maybe it, maybe it means that they're wet because of another thing, which means does, does it have to be that it's a natural wetness in the item that will cause it to become a heat increaser? Or maybe even if it lost all its natural moisture and you get it wet some other way, maybe that's also a problem. We want to know, what type of wet did the Mishnah mean? Ben, you got the question? Harry, you with me? Excellent, Irving, wonderful. Let's see. Says the Gemara. Tashma, I'll bring you a proof. Right, good, Harry. Tashma, you're not allowed to use straw, and you can't use zagim, and you can't use muchin. not grass, when they're wet. If you say we do the strict way, they we're talking about even something that's wet from something else, right? Shapir, it makes sense. But if we say it's talking about when it's wet on its own, how do you find a case of muhin which is wet on its own? Muhin are always dry. Muhin is the stuffing of the pillows that we spoke about before. Those are always dry. Yes, grass is naturally wet. Yes, the other things, zagin, the, the, the byproducts of pressing, those are naturally wet. But these things, Muhin are naturally dry. So it's always a case of Davar So once you have Muhin being Davar it must be that all the other ones with it are talking about Davar also. And don't tell me. No, no, no. It's only when it's the natural moisture. Look, even if I had completely dried sagin or completely dried grass and you spray it, it's also a problem. It doesn't have to be the natural moisture, just like the mukhim must have been the, no, the, the non-natural moisture. So the retorts the give out, no. Answers the Gemara, no. There is a case if the wool that the mukhin comes out of is, is a wool stuffing. Now, if this mukhin is 
um, wool that came in between the legs of the animal. In between the legs of the animal, the wool has a moisture of the sweat of the animal. And that's what we're talking about over there. And therefore, since it could be, we're talking about that moisture, which will be like a natural moisture, because it's the moisture that comes from the beginning of the um, animal's production of the, of the wool. That would be a case of natural moisture. So you don't have a proof from the fact that Wuhin is in there that it's necessarily talking about unnatural moisture. This the Rabbi says, it said that you could you could do hatvana with a dry garment and with dry fruits. But not a wet garment, and not with wet fruits. Garments are not naturally wet. So it must be that the garment was talking about an unnatural wet garment. So you see that even unnatural moisture could cause heat. Says the Gemara, no, that too. It's talking about a wool garment that was made from the wool that was in between the legs of the animal, which still retained its natural moisture from the sweat of the animal. And therefore, again, you have no proof. Who said? Maybe only natural moisture. And the Gemara ends like this with no proof. Says the Mishnah. Tonin v'chsut u'perot You're allowed to, Tonin, you're allowed to, uh, Freddie, you have their odd scroll over there? No, I'm sorry, I do not. Oh, no odd scroll. Okay, we, we could have used one today. There's Tell me what you need. Couple of words we might need later on. Maybe I, maybe I have an app, Otsko. Maybe I could get it if you want to know. Okay, maybe get it on if you can, because we're gonna need one, one or two in the course of today's thing. Okay, uh, let me usually I, when we give the class in the har, I always have one handy. For the past since Corona started, I've never had one, and uh, there's some words we could use. Okay, says the Gemara. To uh, Mishnah. Now these nisorot of chalashim are as follows. These are a residue that falls down from the from the nagar, which means oh no, chalashim means if you have a carpenter on the floor of the carpenter falls on the floor of the carpenter's working falls wood shavings. Uh, I'm not sure if it's wood shavings or it's sawdust, but it's some kind of solid that's on the floor of the carpenter's thing. So if you take all that stuff, you're allowed to put your, take a big box full of that stuff, you're allowed to put your pot of um, of mechshi in that to keep warm because it doesn't increase heat. It only retains heat. And with pieces that fall from the flax as you uh, as you peel it. When you peel the flax, pieces fall off. When those pieces of flax fall off, you can use those pieces to cover your pot. It's only when the thin ones 
says asur with that guy, asur with the thin ones. But he only allows the fatter pieces that fall off. But he holds that the thin pieces do add heat. Says the Gemara, Now, once we mentioned that you're allowed to use um, doves' wings to do hatmana, the Gemara chose to tell you a famous story about a rabbi who got saved with the miracle of doves' wings. And we'll go on to that story. Amar Rabbianai, Rabbianai says, how are you listening to this? Yes. This is okay. an awesome yeah. story. Listen to the story. Tefillin srichim gufnaki. Tefillin require a gufnaki, which is a clean body. Like who? Elisha Balkinapayim. Like the story of Elisha, who is the man, quotes, the man of the wings, the owner of the master of the wings. Why do they call Elisha the master of the wings? Mahi, what, before we'll get to this, the why we call that in a second. Mahi, what does it mean, a guf naki? What does it mean you need a clean body when you wear tefillin? Does that mean that if you your hand gets dirty, you're not allowed to wear tefillin? Amar Abaya says, Shemo yafiach Person cannot pass gas while you're wearing tefillin. Rabbi Amar, not only are you not allowed to have pass gas, but even sleeping, where while a person's sleeping, it's impossible for him to guard himself against passing gas, is also asur. So it's another level. Robert's going in a step past Abaya. According to Abaya, it's you can't deliberately do it. And the rabbis say you can't get yourself into the situation where you might do it. So now, that would include napping? Correct. No napping in Tifilin. And that happen, happens to be the halakha. Sometimes in school it can happen, believe it or not. You probably wouldn't believe this, Irving, but I teach in a school. And it can happen that boys are tired in the morning. And I, you would think after a full night of sleep, most of the boys should be sleeping by 8.30, 9 o'clock. But some boys don't, and there are boys who can actually fall asleep to me, and we wake them up because of this reason. Now, says the Gemara, the Amai Karile Balkanafayim, why they call the rabbi Balkanafayim? Shepamachat Gazramachut Romi Yisrael. One time the wicked Romans made a decree on the Jews. That anyone who puts on Tifilin, they will drill a hole in his head. Okay? So they weren't they weren't so happy Elisha would wear his tefillin and walk right out in the shuk wearing these illegal tefillin on. It's a little risky, don't you think? Are you asking a question? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's uh, how you're allowed to do such a thing. You're asking a strong question. Uh, I will get to your question at the end if I can. Okay? I looked into that question a little bit. It bothered me as well, Fred. I'm glad that you're still the same as we used to be when we used to learn in the mornings. Okay. Says the Gemara. So, the castor saw him. He ran away from him. The, the Mepashim explained that he was running away, not because he thought he could get away, because he wanted to buy some time to hide the... Uh, the um, contraband, okay? 
Rats Mipanav, Virats Achanav, and the Agai ran after him. The Kevin Shehigiyah, so when he reached him, Natlan Mirashol Be'achzan Be'adom. He took him from his head, and he held him in his hand because he didn't want to get into trouble. Amar Lo, so the guy asked him, Ma Zebiyadecha, what is this in your hand? In your closed hands that you're holding? Amar Lo, Kanfeyona. He says, ah, what are these? Oh, I have dove's wings in my hands. Pretty random, right? He opened his hands, and he found that they really were. Dove's wings. What? From that story on, they called him Elisha, the master of the wings. He's Mr. Wingmaster. No, not the guy who plays the wing on uh, uh, on the hockey team. No, not the guy who eats too many chicken wings watching the Super Bowl. No, this is the guy who is Moser Nebesh for Torah, for Mitzvot. Yes, the Gemara. Umayshna Kanfeyona. Why did he say Kanfeyona? Why didn't he say that I have a parking ticket in my hand? Says the Gemara. Mishum the it the imtil kresi yona. The Jews are compared to a dove. Shneimar the pasuk says imtilin kanfei yona nechvei bakasef. Ma yona just like a yona kanfei amanigot aleha just like a yona. Their wings protect them. The only protection of a of a bird of anything is to fly away from danger. And therefore, the wings are their only protection. Af Yisrael mitzvot maginot alehem. The only protection we have are our mitzvot also. A bird is different than other animals. Every Some animals have multiple levels. If they're in, they could attack, they could scratch, they could bite. The bird's only way to protect himself from an enemy is flight. Is, your, is the wings. What he wanted to show is that the, our youth, we think that we're protected by keeping your decrees. Our real protection, because he had this level of monayim, our real protection is our mitzvot. And therefore, that's why I'm wearing it. And to answer Fred's question of how can he endanger his life for something that's not one of the three mitzvot that a person is supposed to danger, endanger his life. We'd like to say, the rabbis want to claim that, uh, first of all, you should know that when there's a gezerah on the Jews, you are allowed to endanger your life for other mitzvot. When are you not allowed to? They say that's only when they're asking the Jews to break the mitzvot just like they're asking all the people to make to, to break a rule. So, example, if they make a rule that everyone must eat, uh, if they find out the law Lenu that in pigs there are antibodies, and that will take care of uh, coronavirus, and they want everyone to take it, you don't have to get yourself killed not to eat pig. You actually shouldn't eat pig because you're supposed to break the rules for these things. Okay, but if they call a Jew down and they tell him, we want you to eat pig. Oh, yeah, you don't eat pig, huh? Okay. Because the Torah said, okay, come over here. Come here. Have some of this. 
Halachas, you are allowed to give up your life for that. Because the signal you have specifically, because you're a Jew. Not to do it. So now, in this case, it was, they, they're not claiming that was the story. It wasn't exactly like that. Uh, because a person doesn't have to wear tefillin in public, so therefore you can't say this is the same thing, that they're out, it's a mitzvah out to get Jews, because you don't have to wear tefillin in public. You can wear it privately. You see, they are only after tefillin shalosh because it's publicly worn. Tefillin shalyad, they didn't make a rule on. He, he left those on. He didn't take them off. It was just public displays they weren't letting. So they want to say that he wanted to be more nefesh. They have a whole thing about it. He was he wanted to be more nefesh at the time. He, he a person his emunah level. He knew miracle would happen to him. There's a bunch of things they're saying about that, but that's not for now. Let's go further. Says Imra, we said shel with the residue of the chalashim. Ibailu, we might need your help here, friend. Ibailu. Rabbi Yehuda, and Nesorot Shel Chalashim Kai, was Rabbi Yehuda arguing about Nesorot Shel Chalashim, or Nesorot Shel Peshtan Kai, or maybe he's talking about Nesorot Shel Peshtan. But Nesorot Chalashim is always okay, because after all, there were two things that were the last thing that we said. One, one thing was talking about the wood shavings, and then he was talking about the, the the pieces of the flax. Is he talking about both of them or one of them? Tashma, I'll bring you proof. It says that the thin ones oh, is like Zebel, which uh, is Astur. What, what are you saying, Fred? You're talking, Fred? I thought you were talking. You're muted. What did you say, Fred? You're not talking. Okay, good. So, the Tanya, Neorot Shopishtan Daka, Areu Kezevel. Neorot Shopishtan Daka is like Zevel, is like Zevel, which is a sur. We see from here that the subject of the Gemara was Pishtan and not the wood shavings. Wood shavings is okay. It's only Neorot Shopishtan that he does argue. Shmamina, okay, we proof for the Brighton. Are we clear? Again, we weren't sure when Rabbi Uda was arguing. Again, we weren't sure who's talking. Who wants, someone has a question? No. When Rabbi Uda was talking, he was talking after two cases. We didn't know which case he was talking about. Was he talking about the both cases or only the latter case? Now we see a bright that where Rabbi Uda is arguing about the latter case, so therefore we assume he's talking about the latter case which was the Bishan one, and not the sawdust slash wood shaving one. Shmamina, brand new Mishnah, guys. Let's see. Um, Mike needs some help with this. I have, the, I have the English. I have the English. Okay. We'll read it. You want to read it for us? Go ahead. So no, we'll no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tomin okay, Can you hear me? Okay. So if I need you, I'll call on you. Tomin okay. Bishlachim. You could do Hatmana with um, with skins, animal skins, and you can move them around on Shabbat. It's not mukseh. Begizetzemer, you could use um, things of wool. Gizetzemer, shearing, shearing, shearing of wool. Ve'en matlinotam, but you can't move them. So now, how do you do hatmana 
with something Mukseh. The, the Mishnah will now switch to a new subject. We're not discussing no more what you're allowed to do Hatrana with. We're asking about the the how-tos of how to do Hatrana and put your Mechshi in something that you're not on touch. How do I put my part of Mechshi in a box of something I can't touch? Says the Mishnah. Can't say who else How are you supposed to get out of this quagmire? What do you do? No tell it the kisui. You take the cover, the hand no fleen, and they fall off. No fall. Which means, according to this rabbi, you're allowed to pick with your hands the cover off. Since I'm trying to get at my pot, and these the cover um, wool is in the way, I'm allowed to take my hands, move it over. I pick it up, and that's it. They fall, and everything else falls down on its own. Rabbi Ezer ben Azariah Omer, according to Azar ben Azariah, kupa mate al sidav hotel. According to him, you have to take the box, turn the box on its side, let everything fall out, and take what you want. You're not allowed to move everything off and take your pot. You have to let everything fall out, turn it on its side, let all the stuff pour out, and then take what you want. He doesn't let you open the top and take what you want. And he says, you're not allowed to put the pot back in. Why? Because the rabbis, because according to him, we're worried that maybe you're going to have to move it in order to make it work. Maybe, in other words, when you put the pot in, there is a indentation in the, in the wool for the pot. Now, when you take the pot out, right, the indentation might flatten, and then you're going to have to move your fingers to put the stuff around it. In order to to guard against that, according to the rabbis made a gizera, you're not allowed to put it back. But the rabbis don't agree with that gizera, and the rabbis say, no, you can put it back. If the thing is still there, you can put it back. Of course, they're not letting you put the stuff around. It's still Mukse. But they don't get say now, according to the rabbis, of that you're not allowed to put the stuff back. Is this Mishnah clear? Yes, clear. clear. Awesome. Let's go further, guys. We're rocking today with great, great daf. Yatim, Rabbi Yochanan, Ben Rabbi Yochanan, Ben Azad. These rabbis were sitting. Was sitting with them. When he asked the following question, question. The Mishnah allowed you to do Hatmana with animal skins. We want to know. These animal skins, why do you have them? Did the guy have them? Was the Mishnah talking about a guy who had his own private animal skin? And that's why they're not mukse. But if you were an animal skin dealer, where you're careful not to use your animal skins on your mechshi, because your mechshi might spill on it, and then you won't be able to sell it, then it's mukse. Or are we saying no? When we said you're allowed to use the skins, it means even if you're a dealer, even if you're a skins dealer, and you're mocked on it, but if you want to use a skin to cover your mechshi, it's okay, it's not muksev. Does everyone agree with the question here? The Gemara wants to know, was the mission talking about a dealer? And if we're talking about a dealer, every 
then of course the Baal body is okay. Or the Baal body, but the Baal body and the dealer is still Muxa. You with me? The Gemara is going to bring a proof. Amalu Rabbi Yochanan Melazar, Rabbi Yochanan Melazar says, Mistabra, it's logical, Shel Balabayitnan, that we're talking about a Balabayit. Aval Shel Uman, but if it was talking about a, if you're talking about a tradesman's skins, Kapid Alayu, he's Makbid. That's Rabbi Yochanan. He's taking the strict approach. Amalu Rabbanina Barchama, Jorchanina Barchama tells him, Amar Bishmal Ben Yossi, Bishmal Ben Yossi says, Abba, turn the page to Mem Tet, Amar Bet, thank you, Fred, we need you here. Yeah. Abba, Rabbi Yossi, Shalchahava, he was a tradesman, he was a skinner of animals. And he once said during the week, Go bring some of the skins, we're going to sit on them. So you see that not everyone is strict on their wares not to use them for the family. You, you're assuming that every tradesman doesn't let anyone use his stuff? My father wasn't like that, at least when it comes to animal skins, which are pretty hardy and they last pretty well. He wouldn't, he, my father wasn't like that. And therefore, not necessarily what you're saying so. Rabbi, what are you talking about? You're talking about, it's a Kali what is it? It's a, Ma'akis? No. What's your Ma- problem? The stuff that is ready to be sold might have a status of chisaron kis. Because people are very mockman on it. You know, you want the goods to look nice. You're not going to let your kid come into your store and start playing with the merchandise. The chilak. No matter right. what the merchandise value is. It's not, it's not a question of the value of the merchandise as much as just the situation. You don't let your kid come into your store and start, you know, you let your three-year-old walk into your store and start messing with stuff. It just doesn't happen. Most people hold. But this rabbi is saying, when it comes to all God, he's allowing it. My father wasn't like this. You with me, guys? TV, I'll ask you a question on this rabbi. Nisarin, if you have planks, shel balabayit of a householder, you can move them. Since he's not selling them, you can not mock with shell uman. But if the planks are in a lumber store, Jewish lumber store, you can't move them on Shabbat. But if the lumber store owner decided he was going to put his pita on it to give it to his guests on those lumber planks, then so you see that a person is makbid on his wares. Good. Answers go on. Shani nisanim dikapidalayu. Nah, you can't compare planks to skins. Skanks, planks, people are, are strict about. Skins, less so. Tashma, I'll bring another proof. It says, Orot shel abudin. If you have skins that are processed, whether they're not processed, a person is allowed to move them on Shabbat. We didn't mention to separate the difference between worked and not worked ones, processed and not processed. 
only regarding tuma that it doesn't that an animal skin pre being worked on does not accept tuma because it's not a finished product. Ooh. Okay, we're gonna step on home. How long? How long was I paused for, Harry? Like five seconds. Okay, good. Fine. So it says, "My love, let's assume Let's assume it doesn't make a difference whether you're a malabite or a man, whether you're a tradesman or not. It's the same law. Look, no, Mr. Shal Balabait will answer no, not necessarily, but only a Balabait. Mara says, Aval Shaluman Mai. So what are you gonna say about a, a tradesman? And with that lean, that you're not allowed to move his stuff, Yahi, if so, hi Ditani, this that we went to the Brighton. When we said we only mentioned that worked ones, uh, things that have been processed, only regarding Tuma, lift Lugda, why don't we pick a different case? We could have said, instead of saying, Avudin are different. We could have made a split in a closer case. We could have said, not all, why do you mention this? Why do you have to mention worked on ones? Could have said, Babait and Uman. That would have been a better split. The rule is we always like to, whenever we want to, whenever you say a rule, you always want to make a contrast case. But the contrast case should always be as similar as possible to your original case. So if you're assuming that there's a difference between a Baabayit and, and an Uman, why would we pick the difference between Abudim and Abudim? We could have picked Baabayit and Uman. The man, right? When we said Baabayit, about Shalomad law, we could have said that. Okay, we're going to stop at this question, Rabbi It's Erev Shabbat. And Bezat Hashem, when we get back, we'll finish this up. Okay? Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen, Amen. Thank you, Rabbi. Rabbi, please send it over to me. You got it. As soon as it comes back, it's like, like eight, ten, ten minutes. That's why I don't do it okay. right away. No problem, no problem. That's what I'm going to do.